Next on BYU Sports Nation, elite-level scheduling. So much for easing Mark Pope into things with BYU basketball. Dual sport athlete Jaron Hall makes his Studio B debut, how baseball is making him a better football player. Plus, a shocker in the NBA playoffs has us wondering, who does BYU football need to beat to pull off a similar stunner? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. Happy Tuesday, April 16th. You survived tax day. We think I am Spencer Linton teamed up with baby naming expert Jerem Jordan. Now, uh, that is something we would like to do today because congratulations to Lauren and Steve McLean. They had their first child, a baby boy, yeah. which brings us to an early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The boy is 8 pounds, 5 ounces, 21 inches long, Spencer. It's a healthy that, baby. That's a very healthy baby. Well done to Lauren. And I guess Steve as well. Now, from what we understand, Lauren and Steve are <laughs> zeroing in on a name for their new edition. So we're going to help them out a little bit and ask you, BYU Sports Nation, to get on board. We're going between the lines for Lauren. What should Lauren and Steve name their son? Hey, uh, you know, as of early this morning, um, there was no name on said baby. So I think that Lauren has been waiting mm-hmm. to hear your responses. Yep, yep. Probably not, but let's act like it for the next hour, okay? Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter. Submit your names. That is our question of the day on Twitter. We have a different question on Instagram and Facebook. We'll get to that in a bit. Now, you have already made some suggestions. And yeah. Jerem Spencer McLean. That was, that was shot down, which, uh, you know, I was just shooting my shot there. Okay. I thought Steve Vale McLean mm-hmm. would be good uh, because he'd be named after his father, Steve. Steve. We love yeah. Steve. He's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love Steve Vale, you know. Lauren, a part of the broadcast. Of so, volleyball, So yes. it wouldn't be Junior, it'd just be Steve and, and Steve. One could go by Steven, maybe, okay. or something, right? Jimmer Jackson McLean yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is one that could be good. Um, yeah. Jaron Jerem McLean, you know? I'm just, I really want to be involved here. I know you do, clearly. A celebratory show lineup. Yeah. Speaking of Jaron, Jaron Hall, dual sport athlete, will join us. Baseball, football, which sport does he think he plays better? We're going to dive into that. Between the lines with Harvey Unga and Lauren McLean. Wait a minute. What a great day to do that. Featuring Matt Bushman and Devin Kafusi and star pitcher for BYU women's softball, Autumn Moffitt is with us, the sophomore ready for game day against Utah Valley. Put your hands together for today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football defensive lineman Longi Tuifua announces he will end his football career due to an unfortunate neck injury. He played in 11 games, totaled seven tackles in his two-year career at BYU. We wish the sincerest and best of luck to Longi. I mean, a great dude, tough situation. That's a bummer because he was going to be a good player, but in the end, you want to walk more than you want to play football, you know what I mean? Softball hosts Utah Valley tonight, weather pending, 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital. Cougars have won both meetings with the Fighting Hugh Jackmans this season. Oh, is that what we're going with now? The Fighting Hugh Jackmans? Okay. BYU softball junior Riley Jensen earned her fourth West Coast Conference Player of the Week award, as well as College Sports Madness WCC Player of the Week. After her performance against Pacific in three games, she hit 900. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. Total of nine hits, five runs, four runs batted in, and a home run. And BYU freshman Josue Dominguez took first in the 50 and 100 meter breaststroke at the 2019 Dominican Swimming Federation National Champion National Swimming Championship. Dominguez also took second in the 50 free. Congratulations. Absolutely. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A warm welcome for BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope in the form of an estimated six guaranteed games against top 25 foes in his first season. Gonzaga twice, maybe more. St. Mary's twice. Maybe more. Utah State, Houston. Oh, and then there's the Maui Invitational. And we don't know who BYU is going to play, but I imagine there's probably at least one top 25 opponent in there. Jerem, is BYU Hoops' schedule next season already tough enough? Probably. Here's what we think we know about the schedule. Nevada at home, San Diego State, Utah State, Weber State. Okay. Road. Sorry, not Utah State. That'll be in neutral. That's in the Beehive Classic. Okay. Road, Houston, and Utah. Neutral. Utah State. UNLV, three Maui Invitational games, okay? So we, that's, that's like nine or ten games already, right? I think it's tough enough. I don't think BYU needs to add much to this schedule. I think they need, some, they need to add five wins. I wonder if Mark Pope's going to schedule Mark Madsen's Utah Valley Wolverines, uh, throw him a bone. He's been there. I, it makes sense. I don't see why not. Go ahead and do it, right? BYU needs a Mississippi Valley State, an Idaho State, sure. and a Sacramento State. Sure. Yeah, those kinds of teams. Absolutely. Wagner, whatever. Um, I, I think that's a tough schedule. If you look at the quads, and this doesn't have a ton of value, but it's just to give some context to it. These teams at the end of next year will be different than they were last year. But just by comparison, there's three quad ones, one quad two, two quad threes, and one quad four among those. Okay, That's not including the three in Maui. If BYU wins the first Maui game, they're going to get a quad one mm-hmm. on a neutral court against a good team like UCLA, Michigan State, or Kansas, you'd think, right? You don't want to lose that first game because then you play Chaminade like BYU did a couple years ago. That's not even a game that registers. The Chase Fisher game. Yeah, that's a D2 or NAIA team or whatever, right? If you're Virginia, you don't want to play Chaminade either in the 80s. So I think it's tough enough already. I think there's a lot of good teams. And you look at the home schedule, Nevada, Houston, Utah State, St. Mary's, Gonzaga. Those are five really quality games. Sorry, not Utah State. I keep saying that. Um, You have Nevada, San Diego State, Weber State, uh, St. Mary's Gonzaga, good home slate. Yeah, sure. It's tough enough. It's tough enough. I mean, when we talked to Mark Pope last week and addressed his uh, scheduling approach for BYU basketball, said, okay, well, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'm big on the, you know, celebrate big or crash and burn. He's already got a schedule to do that. Like, it's that already he there. He didn't do that Tim Lacombe no, did. No, right? exactly. Yeah. It's already there. It's tough enough. Again, give me Idaho State, give me Sacramento State, Mississippi Valley State. Give me some teams that are between teams? 250 to 351 in the college basketball power rankings. It's okay to have some of those quad three and quad fours, right? Um, if you really want, here's the thing though: if you really want to get into the NCAA tournament, you wouldn't do a lot of those. You would actually get a few at home that maybe some quad twos, right? And you and you'd shoot your shot. But I think that last year's non. They've already got enough, though, don't you think? Damn it. Well, not necessarily because UNLV and San Diego State at, last year were quad threes based on what they'll be this year, right? That, that'll all change. They weren't actually as good as we thought. Nevada, not going to be as good. By the way, Steve Alford, back in the Merit Center. I bet you can't wait for that. <laughs> We're going to invite Jonathan Tavernari to go through the layup line with him. Yesterday, West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Rui Hachimura, declared for the NBA draft. Combine that with the loss of senior Josh Perkins, back of point guard Geno Crandall. Spencer, 
Are the Zags vulnerable? Uh, No, not really, because they still technically have Brandon Clark, even though I think he's going to leave and be drafted. They still have Zach Norvell. They have Killian Tilly. They have Corey Kispert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just reload. So if this is a down year and all of the early prognosticators already have Gonzaga as like a two or a three seed in the NCAA tournament and a top 10 team, are they vulnerable? No. No, I agree with you. Uh, They reload. So let's say it's an off year for Gonzaga. So they only win the league by two games instead of what they win it by this year, five or six. It was something silly, right? Oh, it was out of control. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, still on the team, as you mentioned. Yep, those guys. Philip Petrusev is oh, the Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. On the block. He didn't play a ton. They have four four-stars signed for next year, three of which are in the ESPN Top 100. That's great news. And they signed, well, they committed, they're close to signing, the top international prospect out of uh, Africa. I think they are winners, Jerem. <sighs> no, they're not vulnerable. Absolutely not. But uh, the question is not, and I've said this before, is not whether BYU will overtake Gonzaga. It's will BYU supersede St. Mary's. St. Mary's is projected to be a seven seed, and they're in the top 25. Yeah, right now you can pencil in BYU to third place again. Okay? Maybe fourth place. To who? Who knows? But I'm saying give Mark Pope time. Right, right. Give him time. Well, here's the thing, Spence. You guys never been out of the top three. I know. They have yet to. Granted, that was with the previous head coach. They've never changed head coaches in the West Coast Conference era. Yes, and they've never won the league, so maybe they just do things they haven't done. And that's the excitement about a new head coach is, okay, it's a different guy. It's a different culture. It's a different system. There's going to be things that surprise you for better and for worse, right? But you hope that there's more good than bad. And the schedule's tough, and you play in a league with Gonzaga, but the question is not whether BYU will beat Gonzaga to me. It's whether they will take down St. Mary's. This year, BYU tied with St. Mary's, did they not, for the two seed? Yes. And that was a surprise. But the surprise was that BYU kind of faltered at the end, and then the non-conference ended up being tougher than we thought. That was the surprise. Thus, we have 19 wins and a coaching change. But here's the beauty of sports, Jerem. It is the ultimate reality television. Yes, and you have to watch it live. It is so unpredictable. Who would have predicted that BYU beat Gonzaga in Spokane three years in a row? Oh. Nobody. I did. Wait. Nobody. (laughs) And who would have predicted that the L.A. Clippers would erase a 31-point deficit in the third quarter against the Golden State Warriors at Golden State in the NBA playoffs last night. But that's exactly what they did, and the Clippers take game two. That's incredible. So that got the wheels spinning, and it's like, all right, how BYU basketball's done that before? And But let's spin it forward. What would be the biggest surprise win for BYU football this season based on Kind of the idea of what the Clippers did last night. Now, what's fun about this is BYU's done this a few times. The uh-huh. Planet Stock here. 2016, uh-huh. Michigan State's coming off a semifinal appearance in the playoff. Granted, they weren't that good, but still. And BYU beats them. We find out they're not good later. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, perhaps we found out they weren't good when BYU beat them. But when BYU beat Wisconsin, whoa, number six, 41-game win streak, non-con at home. Crazy, right? It was awesome. To me, the answer is Utah. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I expect BYU to compete well in this game. In fact, I think BYU is going to win the game. I think BYU is building up in the offseason. The surprise will be more relief for me, actually. Okay, okay. I was going to say, if you expect them to win, how is this a surprise? The surprise is that Utah has won eight in a row, and then it's lasted so long. But when BYU wins that game, 
It's going to be so awesome because that will be the end of that dumb streak and we're all going to be happy about it and then we can move on to an amazing slate of Tennessee and USC and Washington, right? But the team is saying beat Utah at the end of huddles. They are focused. They were up by 20 twice in that game. They know they should have won that game. They know that they're on par with Utah. Yes, Utah's won eight in a row, but it's not like they've all been blowouts. They're right there, and they're going to win on August 29th. That's my answer. Without question, the relief will be next level if and when BYU football beats Utah to open up the season. When? But if you're expecting BYU to beat Utah, and I know a lot of you are because of Zach Wilson, and it's in Provo, and opening games are always weird, and all of the emotion built up, and can Utah coming into a hornet's nest in Provo withstand that? And I, So I'm not going to say that's the biggest surprise. Now, BYU typically, when they go back east early in the season, have not performed well. And I know that they beat Ole Miss, SEC team, 2011. 2-10 and that year. They were 2-10 and 10 that yeah. year. It was a good win, though. I'll take it. I don't care what they're And BYU wins in technically the eastern time zone against Michigan State. Three-win team. Tennessee is projected to be a nine-win team. And in front of 108,000 people in the second game of the year, BYU is going into their own hornet's nest in the middle of SEC country with all of that bright orange. If BYU beats Tennessee, holy cow, that will shock me because expectations are higher than they've been in a long time in Knoxville. They returned 10 starters, and I'm I'm with you on this in, in this way. We are loading up emotionally on Utah. There is a big game the next week, and there's kind of danger, right, in in going hard on that one and then kind of not having the juice the next week. But here's the thing. If you get Utah, I'm okay with whatever happens to Tennessee, okay? I want both wins, obviously, but you need to be careful to not overload on one single thing. Exactly, and that's why it would surprise me even more because I know the emotion that's being invested into the Utah game. What will be what you have left in the tank going two time zones east into 108,000 crazy fans in Knoxville, Tennessee. They have two extra days, by the way, going into that game, which is nice. Because you play on a Thursday, then you don't play until the next it. Saturday. So that's, they can that's good use news, it. too. Jaron Hall's going to join us in the next segment. We'll talk to him about that. Like, going after the one win, which is awesome, but then BYU has Tennessee, and then you have USC, and then you have Washington. So it's certainly a very tough slate. Yeah, and, and for USC, I don't know what they're going to be. Because they've had all types of uh, yeah. shakeup in the coaching staff. And so I wouldn't be as surprised to see BYU beat a USC compared to a team like Tennessee or Washington. Right. But it's all about Utah. Hit it. Mm-hmm. Countdown to the Utes. 135. 135 days away. Utah at BYU to open the 2019 college football How season. How awesome is that, by the way? I want Utah as the first game every year. Because we're thinking about this game every year. Stinking day. Thursday night in August. Oh, It'll be beautiful. So much juice. Question of the day. What would be the biggest surprise win for BYU football this upcoming season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. All right, you want to sing that? Oh, there we go. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At SM Salty on Instagram, everyone is going to say Utah, but BYU football is more than just beating Utah. I right, think but a, it's the first game, and there's an eight-game losing streak. <laughs> yeah. I think a win over Washington would surprise me the most. That was my I, backup I think, answer. I think Washington's the best team on the schedule. Yes, I think Washington's yeah. the best team in the Pac-12 and on the schedule. And it's the fourth one. 
And it's the fourth one. It's always been tough, how right? Much ju- how much juice do you have there? How banged up are you, right? Like the fourth it, game it of the season has always been bad for BYU. It's tough. Historically. Yeah. But it's at home. Perhaps BYU is uh, in a good position. And uh, BYU was 3-1 and one last year. That surprised yeah. us. Speaking of surprises. And by always been tough, I mean, especially in the era of independence, like that fourth game has been brutal. Right. Four power fives in a row. Certainly a uh, tough challenge. Coming up, Jaron Hall makes his Studio B debut. Does he consider himself a better football or baseball player? He's going to tell us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. And why do you only do two sports and not three, you know? Or four for that matter. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, if you like dingers, check out tonight's softball game featuring West Coast Conference Player of the Week, Riley Jensen and the BYU Cougars across University Parkway, the homies, Utah Valley. They're in town tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital. I'm sorry, did you say ding-dongs? Uh, dingers. Oh, okay. I love both, actually. Yeah. So You must be hungry. In fact, we're going to yeah, have to make a trip to the <laughs> hostess store very soon. Remember when Twinkies went out? For a while. And, and then, then social like, media it brought was, it back. Yeah, well, was that a marketing play? It totally worked. <laughs> you remember that? That was awesome. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside everyone's favorite Twinkie, Jerem Jordan. Because you're just full of goodness, man. What? I like our next guest. <laughs> I wonder if he's eating a Twinkie. Ever. Ever. Jaron Hall, dual sport athlete, BYU football and baseball. Welcome to Studio B, man. Oh, Jaron. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Have you eaten a Twinkie? I have. It's not my most enjoyable experience. I'm more of a ho-ho guy. Oh, you're a ho-ho guy. guy. Okay. Yeah. I can get on board with that. Yeah, see me. When was the last time you ate either of those? Mm, It's been a minute. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Are you? They they don't stock stock those up for us here. (laughs) For the student athletes? uh, More Pop-Tarts. Yeah? Pop-Tarts. Okay. Yeah, that's significantly healthier. Yeah, that's great. I can get on board for Pop-Tarts, too. (laughs) Pretty much anything with sugar and uh, delicious uh, filled pastries. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm I'm okay with all that. How are you doing right now? Because... Uh, class is in tomorrow. Finals are on deck. You're uh, in the med- middle of baseball I'm season. Doing, I'm doing great, man. School's, uh, school ki- has been kicking my butt the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. but hey, finals are coming up, so I'm excited just to, to kind of get through that and then move on to the next stage of baseball season. How would you sum up your life over the last four months, oh managing gosh, school, man. spring football, and BYU baseball? I'd say it's the closest I've ever been to being back on my mission. Just no time at all, always going, going, going. But, I, I mean, I love it. The, the madness is what I live for, man. It's It's been my life, so... It's hard, but it's worth it. So it's been fun. It's been fun. I'd imagine you'd have to be a very organized person to be able to handle this. Do you feel like you're, that's one of your things? Yeah, like, yeah I think so. Organized. I'm pretty organized. Yeah. I mean, my mom would say so. Um, I, I like to keep things in, in check and in order so I'm not you know, here, there, and everywhere. So yeah. Who, who's, who's the person that helped you become an organized person, mom or dad? Uh, my, uh, you know what? Or both. I think it's both on that yeah. one. They're both pretty organized. What's your yeah. mom's name? Holly. That's Holly. Yeah. Holly and Kaylin, of mm-hmm. course. Okay. Yeah. So Holly's organized. She is very organized. She got to. I mean, growing up five kids who all play sports, I mean, she's got. Oh, she, oh, she's yeah. on the ball, man. That's where She's from. on the ball. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. in terms of keeping things organized, what's your toughest upcoming final as you get ready for that? Oh, my math class for sure. Which math? Uh, math 1010. So it's just like your base college one. algebra, but it, yeah, it's kicking my butt. How did you not let him know about your plan to avoid a math class at BYU? Now, listen. What's up with that, man? We, yeah, we should have talked because I didn't take a math <laughs> class at all at BYU. But I chose the right major, broadcast journalism. Okay. Basically, we didn't want to do any math or science. And that's, that's the route to go, huh? That's the route, yeah. Um, okay. But you, John Beck did communication studies, so he basically didn't have to go to school very much. <laughs> yeah, well, is that the same today? If you do communications, that's still? I don't know. I still got yeah, time to change my major if I need to. I can change, do what man. You want with yeah. it, okay. What's your major? Uh, public health is what I'm looking at right now. 
So okay. I'm thinking the short shortcoming, I'll uh, I'll probably yeah. Is there a dual sport athlete major? Because maybe we should look into that <laughs> for sure. I was going to ask you this. So obviously the story with you has been baseball and football. What do you think you have more pro potential at right now, or that you want to go down that route? Both, man. I like to keep my options open. I feel like I I could go either way with it. So right now I'm just trying to sharpen myself in each sport, just be the best I can, and then when the time comes, I'll just kind of let that. I'll make the choice for me where I'm at. Okay. Is there a sport that you're naturally more gifted at? Again, I mean, you probably have to ask my my dad I'm on, the, on, the, on this one. He's he's seen it from the outside a lot more than I have. I feel like I'm I'm gifted in both of them. You know, I I don't want to be arrogant saying that, but I feel like just since I've been growing up, I've played them both for so long, and I feel like I'm I'm equally do pretty well at them. There's no crappy dual sport athletes, right? <laughs> like you have to be good at, saying, man. at both to be able to do it, right? Oh man, he's terrible, and he's on. T- no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Okay, so fo- football is over. How much? I guess uh, easier is it just to play baseball now and kind of focus on that. And unfortunately, Danny Jelilich got hurt, and you've been given a lot more uh, time in center field now. Yeah, I think, you know, just with all that time the football acquired, you know, being being up now, I can focus on baseball. I can spend a couple more hours in the cages during the day. Um, I can watch more film on pitchers, kind of see pitches in the cages. So it, it helps a lot, you know, just having more time. I think yeah, we'll always come with that, just getting better. And so especially for me, it's just seeing seeing reps and seeing at-bats, seeing pitches. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is there any crossover to help you be better at both sports? Like in football, I do this, and that helps me better in baseball and vice versa? Yeah, I think actually, you know, playing quarterback in my position, a lot of the movements are similar. You know, throwing a, throwing a football versus swinging a bat, you know, lower body. Uh, trunk action and, and everything's kind of the same and that's something Dustin Smith my quarterback coach that I've been working with since I was a kid has taught me you know just to keep those two similar it's just like swinging a bat so that's been pretty neat to have both of those kind of playing on, on both fields does your weight training is it affected in that way because I imagine okay you're you're lifting for baseball it's certain areas of the body and then football mm-hmm. certain areas of the body so it's your, your whole body just balanced <clears throat> right now <laughs> I actually, yeah, I just stick with the football list. So Justin, okay. our strength so trainer, no he, he works with baseball and football. So, I, but I'll just do football list. Sometimes gotcha. I'll do baseball, and they're pretty similar. I mean, it's all the same basic stuff. Um, so, hand-eye coordination, I think, carries over all sports, right? Yeah. But you Absolutely. can really hone that with baseball. And so, let's stay on the baseball front. The team has already surpassed last season's win total: twenty-two and twenty-eight last year, twenty-four wins, and it's mid-April. What makes this team special and unique? I mean, for what I've seen, we're, we're competitors. I mean, just a tough-nosed baseball team, you know, if I can say that. I mean, we're all – we play tough. We, we play through nine innings, you know. It's some of the games we've had to battle back from first, second inning, uh, being down a couple runs like this last week against Pepperdine, and just battling back, man, grinding out all nine innings, you know, staying locked in, and our pitchers especially, they're special. They keep us in games, and they're, they're on the ball always. Yeah, it seems that there's this trend of going down four to nothing in the first <laughs> inning. <laughs> we just like to spice it up a little bit, you know, keep the fans, keep yeah. something to cheer for. Yeah, that's uh, tough, man. That's tough. Explain to us, uh, like, the average day where you had football practice. You had school, of course, football practice, perhaps a lift, and then there was a, there was a baseball game. Can you kind of walk us through what that's like? I mean, rolling out of bed, just here we go, another day, man. What time are you get up? class. I wake up about 8.30, you know, okay. 30 minutes before class, go grab some breakfast on the way. Get up to class, you know, from 8 to 11 o'clock, whenever it is. I'll go get some lunch, um, get my body ready for practice with football. We'll have our meetings, go out and practice. And then as soon as practice is over, I'll sprint out off the field and hustle the baseball game, get changed about the second inning, and you know, kind of pop up in the dugout when no one's expecting me to be there and just yep. kind of let's go. <laughs> no, no, there's some uh, real truth to that oh, yeah, because uh, after the final spring practice, and it's the night that Danny gets hurt. Mm. It's early in the game. 
He crashes into the wall, and his shoulder's kind of banged up. And then Mike Littlewood turns around and goes, Hey, is Jaron here yet? <laughs> he doesn't even know. I love Jaren, it. Is Jaron here? And you're putting on your cleats. He's like, Hey, you got to play. Yeah. So you go in. You make this catch, ironically, crashing into the wall, a, a place similar to what Danny hurt himself on. Then you come back, and you're – Eating rice and salmon in the dog. <laughs> oh, you guys saw that. Shoot, man. That's embarrassing. Oh, that's a good See, see I thought the dugout we had some privacy. Those. I guess not, huh? No, There's hey, no hey, privacy out there, man. With Shep in there, forget about it. Oh, geez, Shep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy I'm going to. I'll be talking to him. Yep, yep, yep. There's got to be a line somewhere, For right? Real. Yeah. He's all access. But, but this is this is like the best situation ever, though, right? Absolutely. One, one, you're at BYU, and two, this was the plan for a long time, and sure. now you're living the dream. I'm living the dream, man. I'm, I'm feel bad for other people can't do it. Everyone always tells me how jealous they are, and I'm just like, sorry, man. You know, I've worked for this all my life. I guess you know, it's just part of my, part of my plan. When, did, how old were you when you thought that this could be a possibility? <sighs> oh, man, I really started thinking about it probably my junior year of baseball, honestly. I didn't think, I thought I was okay at baseball. You know, I've been recruited for football since my freshman year, so I'd always just figured that's the plan. You know, my, my dad played, my brother's going to go on and play, that's what I'll do. And then uh, I just had a really good junior year in baseball. My coaches um, who played here at BYU started talking to me a little bit about it, putting it in my head. And I, I looked up some other guys who had played both. Um, and I decided, you know, at that point, maybe I'm, I'm going to do them both. My dad sat down and talked to me about it, just, you know, told me the same thing. Just don't cut off any of your options. Just keep them both open. And that's kind of when I started to take off with and said, all right, let's do this. And uh, at the time, I think it was what, Kalani and Ty were the ones recruiting you? Or was it bef- with Bronco before? I think that was right at, at, towards the end of Bronco his stay here. And I think it was just cool a couple months before. Yeah. And then Kalani and, and Ty were like, yeah, yeah sure. they were all for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So everybody likes to make a thing about the controversies and the quarterback battles at BYU. <laughs> How would you explain your relationship with Zach Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson right now as teammates and as fellow quarterbacks? Hey, it's just that we're teammates, man. We're brothers. We love each other. We push each other and, and we're competitors, both of us. You know, we, you've seen it since last year. Zach's a competitor. I'm, I'm a competitor as well, and that's just how it goes, especially the quarterback position. You know, you don't have the luxury of being able to play several guys every other play like, you know, at any other position. Um, and so at quarterback, you're, you're competing. You know, that's what I'm doing. We're pushing each other, and I think it's, it's for the best. Well, they found a way to put you into some packages last year, and I know you played at UMass as well. I want to rewind to the Boise State game, which I think was your first play as a quarterback so. coming off the mission. What's going through your mind when Coach Graham says, Okay, Jaron, go! I'll first get that dang penny off me somehow. Get this you know, microphone out of my ear. Let me go, man. And get out there. Just run the ball. Just run through. And then you played in a few games. Uh, you end up being a redshirt, right? So you'd be a redshirt freshman last yeah. year, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or next year. You're a true freshman in baseball. So we'll have to, yeah, it's kind of interesting how that works, huh? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. What was last year like as you, you were behind Tanner and Zach as you kind of learned, okay, this is D1 football? Yeah, and that was just it, you know, getting comfortable with what college football was. Um, and I think I was mentally able to, to get reps on the sideline, you know, every day in practice and in games. But I think spring was huge because now I was able to get out there and get those physical reps, actually get caught up to the speed of the game, allow my mind to work with the speed of the game, and just get comfortable. And so last year was a great opportunity to learn from, you know, some of the best quarterbacks that have ever played here in Tanner and, and now Zach creating his own legacy here. And so it was, it was fun to watch them, to learn from them, and kind of pick their brains. What do you think of these potential specialty packages that uh, Coach Grimes and crew might come up with you just to get you on the field more in the fall? Yeah, anyway, I'm on the field. That's how I'll be on the field, whether it's that quarterback or lined up, however they have me. And I'm here to play. I'm here to play football, however that comes. You know, I'm going to compete to be a quarterback, and then we'll let that day of decision, you know, kind of happen. One of our uh, questions of the day was uh, in the spirit of the Clippers last night, uh, as you heard 
what game or I guess when would surprise you. There's some really good ones on the schedule, but Absolutely. there's some games where you're going to go in as an underdog and try and shock the world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Utah is a game we're focused on right now, obviously. That's, all, that's what all the talk is about. It's our first game of the season, and it's you know an important game for us in the rivalry. So that's really all we're set on right now. It's what we practice through spring. You know, every every huddle we, we break out would be Utah. And so it's no surprise that that's what we're focused on. We're here to get the, the first win you know, of the season. All right, let's uh, focus on this uh, as, as you uh, we wrap up this conversation. What's the best bit of advice you received from your dad, Kalen, or your brother, as, as KJ, as you've uh, kind of tackled this two-sport career thing? Man, my dad, he, uh, he's a man of wisdom, I'll tell you that. I think just to keep it simple, man. I mean, he's, it starts with you know, the beginning of your day, keeping yourself spiritually right. You know, waking up in the morning, saying your prayers, moving on to the day to your next thing at class. And when you're a football, you're a football. When you're a baseball, you're a baseball. So that's, I mean, that's the simplest bit of wisdom he's given me, just to keep it simple. And that's helped me out a lot. Because when you try to get in that world of just connecting everything and trying to worry about everything, it's just too much for you. So just keeping it simple and making sure I stay on track with everything else. That's what I told my wife last night when she wanted me to feed our son <laughs> and change his diaper. I was like, I'm going right. to change his diaper first, then I'm going to feed him, right? And that went okay for you, huh? Yeah, she, she yeah it went okay. okay. She's that's like, good. okay. That's good. Simple. Yeah, so I, I uh, know that principle too. Well, sweet. Let's, uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma academically and athletically. Finals, baseball at Washington this weekend. Big so if series. you're not familiar with how this works, you take the karma and you're already good, you'll be even better. Yeah. Perfect. There's we a history we, of it. We don't give it to bad I like athletes. to be better. <laughs> exactly. Math 1010, you keep us updated, okay? Yeah, okay and have fun in Seattle. Hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Do you mind signing the flag? Love to. Sweet. Okay. Anywhere? Any, anywhere you want, man. Jaron Hall, Hall signing the awesome. Sailor Kook flag. Coming up, a brand new Har and Lar featuring uh, Matt Bushman and Devin Kafusia, and of course, Harvey Jung and Lauren McClain. Speaking of Lauren, it's time to reveal some of your elite suggestions okay. for the newest member of BYU Sports Nation. Okay. Baby McLean, what you got? BYUSN. Lauren, I hope you're watching. This is BYU Sports Nation. I hope you're not. Take care of your baby. Come watch. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with another look at today's headlines. BYU football defensive lineman Longi Tuifua announcing he will end his football career due to an unfortunate neck injury. Longy played in 11 games, totaled seven tackles in his two-year career at BYU. We wish him the best of luck. Really unfortunate situation, and it's hard not to wonder what if because he was, he was a big-time really recruit, talented, yeah. very talented, but we know that uh, he's really smart as well. He's going to do great things. Absolutely. Softball hosts Utah Valley tonight, weather pending, 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital. The Cougars have won both meetings with Utah Valley earlier this season. BYU softball junior Riley Jensen earned her fourth WCC Player of the Week award as well as College Sports Madness WCC Player of the Week after her performance in three games against Pacific. She was 9 for 10 from the plate over three games, hitting 900, had nine hits, five runs, four runs batted in, and a home run. And a partridge in a pear tree. She's the leadoff batter, leads BYU in home runs, and that's a a roster that includes Libby Sugg. Perhaps put her at uh, three or four so she can knock some in. And she's number two in RBI as the leadoff. That's crazy, right? Incredible. That says a lot about the bottom of the lineup as well. BYU freshman Josue Dominguez took first in the 50 and 100 meter breaststroke at the 2019 Dominican Swimming Federation National Swimming Championship. Dominguez also took second in the 50 free. Another congratulations to Lauren and Steve McLean. They had a baby boy yesterday, 8 pounds, 5 ounces, 21 inches, healthy. Everyone's happy. Verbally committed to BYU. Apparently, Lauren can't be here today, so (laughs) we're going to let her off the hook. She gets one day off, times many weeks and months, if she'd like. 
<laughs> Before all of the baby madness, Lauren, at nine months pregnant, hit the street with BYU football's own Harvey Unga to see if they could help give a few student-athletes a ride to class. And with that, let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. And... Goodness. What's up, Laura? How are we? It's Freezing. been a while. Yes, it's been a long time. It's while. been a minute. I think it's time we do another edition of Har and Let's get it. And it's a cold morning, so I say let's go around and see if we can't find some football players to take the class. Pick up. That's very generous of you. All right, let's do right, it. Let's do it. Let's go, go find somebody. I think we've Is found that Devin Kafusi and Matt Bushman? Sure is. Wow. Hey! What's up guys? You guys need a ride to class? Yes, please. Come on, hop in. Head to Aspen. Got room for two. <laughs> Come on in. Ah, uh, thank you. We're just sitting hey on the corner. My guy. Before we stop, you know. Do you guys frequent that corner? Like when? Yeah, you're... it's just our spot. Well, this is a pleasure, guys. Oh, where where are we taking you? Where's your classes? I'll be at the Marv. The Marv, Devin. The hiring center. The one the pendulum. Ah, uh, the pendulum court cafe. The court cafe, exactly. All right. Of course, I know the food spot. <laughs> Whatever. Well, spring ball just finished for you guys. Yeah. When you guys aren't playing football, what are you doing? Besides well, sitting on street corners. Just sitting on street corners. Yeah. Hanging out with the wife and nice. getting my shoulder better. Hey, that's yeah. a good activity. That's really Dev, good. getting score done, looking for a wife. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're on the corner too, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's I, what's your go-to music? I'm like a throwback R&B, hip-hop type of guy. Oh, okay. You're kind of a youngster. What What's throwback for you? Anything from like 90s R&B to 2000s. So like, I'm big of Usher, like Michael Jackson. Ah, yeah. Out of Bow Wow. I'm trying to think of Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Bow Wow is underrated Bow-wow. R&B artist. <laughs> Bow Wow is an R&B artist? Bow Wow, yeah. Bow Wow, wow. yippee-yo, yippee-yay. Shout them out. Where so, my dog's at. Exactly. When it comes to country, I, I love Dixie Chicks. And so from landslide to traveling soldier to cowboy take me away. I want to hear a line of cowboy take me away. Cowboy take me away. No, no, yeah, that's about it. That's really, that's really <laughs> something. The, the title, you know. <laughs> Hit the exact note. The exact note. <laughs> no cowboys taking me after that. This is a random question, but I was thinking about it. When you guys are having a bad day, you didn't get that catch you wanted or that tackle, what do you go home and do? Usually just pretty mad at myself, but uh, <laughs> Oreos and milk are always a good little cheat, good. cheat snack. It's like a happy and sad meal. Yeah. <laughs> After you eat about a sleeve of Oreos, you feel pretty bad about yourself. <laughs> a sleeve. Devin, what do you do on, on bad days? Man, I probably just go home and clean my room. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, that would make me even more sad. Yeah. I just him up. Yeah, it's just kind of... Your mom is... I know, getting something that. done if I didn't get it done earlier in the day, so... You, are you guys so excited for finals? So excited. I'm getting there. Yeah, getting excited. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the ride. Yeah, thanks You're for the ride. Good, good luck in class. Right. And, uh, good to see you guys. We'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Go Cougs. Great. All right, guys. Well, I'd call that was a success. That was definitely successful. Made, uh, made me really feel good. good inside. Yeah, I feel really good about myself. I think I'm going to check that out for my service of the week. Good deed so, for the day. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. Let's do it. Should we head back? Let's go back. All right. Get out of here. It's freezing. See you guys. Your one good deed for the week. 
There's a cap on the good you can do. <laughs> I'm kid. just kidding. I kid. Uh, I, I think that was really, um, really nice of them to take those guys around. Well, and we got to hear Devin Kafusi sing. Sing, which uh, was a treat for some. Mm-hmm. For right? some. <laughs> Not all. For some. Devin's so different than Corbin and Bronson, yes. by the way. And he's he, great. I love it. He jokes that he has to be like the older brother of sorts. Yeah, he's like, he's when they the get together, one. they're out of control. They're so loud. I'm like, be quiet, you two. Yeah, watch Corbin's Instagram. It's, he's crazy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Our question of the day. Back on the baby McLean train. What should Lauren and Steve McLean name their new baby boy? At 801 Salt Lake on Twitter says, the lonely master. Jimo Dachshund McLean. <laughs> at BYU2NFL. Obviously, it should be Taysom, Jimmer, McLean. Okay. I All know right. a kid named Taysom and Jimmer. I'm not even kidding. And this in from Fessy Satake, BYU wide receivers coach. Fessy McLean doesn't flow well enough, he says, so I'd go along the nickname line. How about Fester McLean Fester? or Fuzzy McLean? <laughs> he says, ooh, I really like the sound of those. Come on, Lauren, don't be scared. Okay, uh, Gregory Bell, the voice of the Cougars, weighs in. Now, in the middle of all of these proposed names is a capital Y. You mm-hmm. ready? Mm-hmm. Blaine, Thane, Dane, Shane, <laughs> Crane, Lane, Payne, Wayne, Zane. With a capital Y in the middle. Oh, boy. That is an early elite tweet of the day, probably. Oh, boy. Or elite yeah. whatever of the day. Good that good submission, it. Greg Rebell. Those, those are great. We've got a ton coming in. We, I, had, I saw a talkie talkie McLean. Yeah. That, Outstanding. There's a lot of, uh, lot of syllables there. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it rolling. Coming up, Jaron, what do we have? Actually, hold on. Hold on. Oh, We're oh, not oh. going to break. We're not going to break. This just in. Oh, Lauren breaking and Steve news? Have heard, no. Lauren have, and Steve have heard all of these names, and they are so bad, they have decided on a name. And the name is Cash. Cash Stephen McLean. Yeah. So they went with Stephen after uh, Papa, and then they did Cash after uh, Cash Peterman. There it is. The walk-on kicker. There it is. What that wasn't baby. the motivation, but, oh, he looks great. I think he looks like a, a, a well, he is a McLean. He looks like a Frankum. I can, yeah. I can see Lauren in the baby. Yeah. yeah. So Cash Stephen McLean, very nice. That's a beautiful Congratulations. name. Congratulations. So, uh, your boy Hema Haimule submitted John in honor of Die Hard. Yeah. Coming uh, up. Yes. Gonzaga Rising shout out. Why would we do that? And Autumn Moffat, BYU softball pitcher in Studio B. What's She's it legit. like to play 35 consecutive games on the road before your home opener? This is BYU Sports Nation. He's awesome, man. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki Solano takes a look at the weekend series in baseball and softball. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, IGTV, and YouTube. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We already answered our question of the day because it's official. Cash Stephen McLean. That is the baby's name. Very exciting. So thank you for all those uh, of you that submitted names yeah. and great suggestions. On the records of BYU Sports Nation. It is Cash Stephen McLean. Joining us now in Studio B, second guest in studio, Autumn Moffat, BYU sophomore pitcher for BYU softball from yeah. Eagle, Idaho. And we determined during the break that she is top three all-time athlete out of Eagle, Idaho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Mangum's probably up there, right? How you doing, right. Autumn? Welcome to Studio B. Thank you for having me. What's it like to play 35 games on the road before your season home opener? 
it's a little challenging, but it's really yeah, <laughs> but it's really fun. So, holy cow! Well, and luckily, you get to go to some cool places, right? Yeah. You went to uh, you went to Mexico. You've been all over the country. Pretty much, yeah. What's all the, the best place you visited? I would say either Texas or Tennessee. Texas was pretty cool. College mm. Station was pretty cool. That's awesome. And you get to play these really tough teams, and that prepares you for uh, the West Coast Conference, which there's a strong tradition of winning a, a league championship, right? It's the expectation. Right. So <laughs> how does your non-conference prepare you for this? It just gets us ready. Like, we play pretty good teams in non-conference, and then we're pretty prepared for conference. So it's really good. Do you feel that in a game where you go, okay, I've played against a team that's better than this team today. I can, I can do this. Like, does that give you confidence? Yeah. Yeah, it does. When you beat a team like Baylor, that certainly helps. Now, that said, Coach Eakin said after your league opening loss against LMU, he challenged you and said, is our legacy worth fighting for? And then you come back and you grind out two wins against a pretty good LMU team that's getting better and better. You've won five straight, including those two wins. What changed to help the mentality of the team after that league opening loss against LMU? I feel like our team realized that we wanted to win conference again and we didn't want anyone else to win it. And so we wanted to beat one of our biggest competitors, which is LMU. And so I think that really changed our mindset and made us actually like want to go out there and win it and stuff. So, yeah. That's a pretty dramatic statement and question, right? Right. Coach Eakin? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess, how did you internalize that statement and how did that affect you? Um, well, it made me realize that, hey, I need to get like on my game and play my best for my team. And so, I don't know, it pushed me to play better for my team and for all of us to play for each other. So We all need to be motivated occasionally, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. I think we need Gordon Eakin in here to talk to us <laughs> in the middle of the summer where we're like, Oh, it's just a little chill right now. You know, football's uh, two months away or whatever. Yeah. Maybe we could line that up. Yeah, no, I know Coach Eakin, <laughs> he's, he's pretty in the moment in the games, but he's got an underrated sense of humor. And uh, what's it like to, to work with him during the off-season months? What's he like as a coach in the off-season? He's really fun. He can say some funny comments that, that makes practice really funny. But, no, he's super fun to play for, and it's pretty enjoyable all the time, so... Okay, you're uh, you're a standout pitcher. Uh, I guess what do, what do you throw? What are your favorite pitches? Uh, drop ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've struck but, out a few hundred no people there. on the <laughs> yeah. drop ball. Oh, it's gnarly. When, when did you develop that pitch where you were like, I can make anyone swing and miss at this? Oh, I don't know. Probably like ten when I was like ten. When you were ten years old. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you've been working. How old are you now? Nineteen. Okay, so nine nine years of developing that pitch. Do you yeah. feel like it's evolved over time, or has it been pretty similar? To no, how you it's definitely it? gotten better. It was never that. It was never as good as it is now. I mean, most of the time it's decent. Sometimes it's not that good, but most of the time. And for those that don't know, in softball, we describe the different kinds of pitches that are perhaps different than baseball because you have like a rise ball. Oh, the a, rise yeah. ball was McKenna yeah. Bowl's specialty. Yeah, yeah not mine. Okay. <laughs> Drop ball. What, what else? Um. I like, like a straight fastball? No, I don't throw that. Oh. Meredith won't let me. But <laughs> <laughs> it's going to pee. Yeah. But um, I like change up. I mean, this year it hasn't been as great as last year, but I like change up too. Do you watch film of yourself throwing to make sure the ball comes out the same so the, so the batter doesn't know? That's, that seems like it'd be yeah. very tricky, right? Yeah. No, yeah. We watch film quite often. Like probably, well, we watch it after every game. So. And you don't, yeah. have, a, you don't have a tell? You don't tip your pitch at all? Because some batters know. They go, oh, okay, when they line up like this, like they're going to throw this pitch. Or yeah. Right? No, not me. That's good. What's it like to have two softball legends 
as your head coach, Gordon Eakin, who was an outstanding player and has been a coach, a really successful coach for a long time. And then Pete Meredith, who apparently throws like a 200-mile-an-hour pitch. Um, what's it like to have those guys mentoring you, knowing that they come from that type of backdrop? It's really awesome. They've actually really helped me and developed me to be a better player over the past two years. So I've really enjoyed playing for them. I think it's been really fun. Could either of them hit off of you right now? Oh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You think? Yeah, maybe I could get Meredith out. (laughs) (laughs) Does does Pete throw batting practice or does does Gordon? Because I know Gordon did for a long time. They both do. They both do. Okay. Mm Do you ever get in there as a pitcher and go take some swings? Yeah, Because you were a good hitter in high school. You right? hit 5.15 yeah. your senior year. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hit my freshman year here, but this year he's given me the chance to hit a little more. So that's kind of fun. Do you feel like you want to hit even more? Yeah. Okay. But we'll per- see. Perhaps tonight? Here's the public declaration. We'll <laughs> yeah. Coach, put here's, me in the lineup. Here's what we really want. We want to make it awkward for you to like ask for something on national TV <laughs> to your coach. Uh, put you, the pressure yeah, on. Uh, we, we had Jackson Clough in here a few weeks, and we're like, what position do you feel natural at? And he's like, shortstop. Well, a- anything. But now he's the shortstop. Yeah. Utah Valley tonight. You've already won two with them. What's the key to winning three? Just come out and play our best. Even though it's raining, just come out and play together. We're hoping for a break in the weather between That'd the hours nice. of six and eight. Okay, so fingers crossed for that. Uh, your dad played football at BYU. Why was BYU the right fit for you? My Most of my family has came to BYU, and I just love the campus and the standards, and I love my team. So it was honestly like a great fit for me. Uh, do, do you have older siblings that came here? Yeah, I have an older brother and an older sister. That he was a cheerleader at BYU, right? Yeah, for a year. Is it a yell leader? Or are they called the cheer? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I always thought it was like a different name. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to talk to the cheer team to get the technical. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll break it down later. Technicalities, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, sweet. This is your first time in studio. So, one, let's give you BYU Sports Nation karma. It's good luck. I don't know if you're aware of it. Okay. Are you aware of it? No. no? Okay, now you are. Uh, you're going to pitch better than you would have. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. You're a good pitcher already. So that's uh, you think you don't, It's a real thing. I'm telling you, it's a real thing. It's a real ask, thing. Ask yeah. your coach about it. And then if it doesn't happen, we just ignore it. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then we'd like you to sign our flag if that's all right. Perfect. Okay. All right, Autumn Moffitt, thank you for the, the pride, time. The pride of Eagle. Thank you for having me. Okay, thanks for coming in. softball pitcher, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain against Utah Valley tonight. Number four, Washington, tomorrow. tomorrow. So don't overlook them, okay? This is a trap game with Utah Valley, Autumn. <laughs> okay. okay? coming. She's like, what? Of course. Coming up, Lauren's baby. We named her <laughs> him. Him. We named him. It's we a boy. Na- Wait, we named Lauren? We named Lauren. We gave her Lauren name a new name. Shall be Lauren. <laughs> her name shall be Lauren. <laughs> oh, plus a rise and shout out to a Gonzaga Bulldog. What? Wait, how does that work? Why? This is BYU Sports Nation. Why are we doing that? Big shout out to today's guest, most recently Autumn Moffitt of BYU Softball, the pride of Eagle, Idaho, and dual sport athlete Jaron Hall. Shows on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Defensive lineman Langi Tuifua announced he will end his football career due to a neck injury. He played in 11 games and had seven tackles the last two seasons. Softball. Softball hosting Utah Valley tonight. Weather pending. 8 Eastern. Live on BYU TV Digital. Cougars have won both meetings with, as Jaron put it, the Fighting Hugh Jackmans. Yeah, and Junior Riley Jensen earned her fourth West Coast Conference Player of the Week award as well as the College Sport Madness West Coast Conference Player of the Week after her performance against Pacific that included hitting 900 with nine hits, five runs, four RBIs, and a homer. 
Volleyball. BYU men's volleyball jumps three spots in the -the off-the-block media poll up into the top ten at number ten. They take on Pepperdine in the MPSF semifinals on Thursday. Where did Pepperdine fall in the -the off-the-block poll? I don't know. All right. I'll look at that. I'll look at that. I voted them number three, though. Well, then that's all that matters. Let's call them Swimming three. and diving. Your freshman Josue Dominguez took first in the 50 and 100 meter breaststroke, 2019 Dominican Swimming Federation National Swimming Championship. That's a lot. Dominguez also took second in the 53. Cougars in the minors. Colton Shaver with an RBI scored a run for the Class A Advanced Fayetteville Woodpeckers in a 6-1 win over the Carolina Mudcats. Love minor league mascots, man. Today's rise and shoutouts now. For me, it goes to Rui Hachimura of Gonzaga. Thank you, Rui, for declaring for the NBA draft and leaving yeah. the West Coast Conference. Bye. We wish you the best. Yeah, do great things. Yeah. Just thank you for somewhat lightening the load. Leaving. Of Gonzaga basketball in the WCC. Brandon Clark with you. (laughs) Micah Herndon is my rising shout-out. He's the former Marine who survived a bomb explosion in Afghanistan in 2010. He ran in the Boston Marathon yesterday. awesome. His body gave out near the end. He crawled to the finish line. He said he, he runs in honor of three Marines who were lost in the ambush. Tremendous heart to be able to finish that. And to run for his uh, fallen comrades, very cool. Like, yeah, what a what a sight there. Really, really cool. Really to cool. Finish stuff. just to. Fi- I have so much respect for people who run marathons. Like the mental toughness yes. of that. Not to mention the physical toughness. Incredible. Our second question of the day, because we've already named the baby. What would the biggest <laughs> surprise win for BYU football be this season? At Irkbot on Instagram, Washington. With how good they have been lately, this would be a huge win. No doubt. No doubt. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years from at Twiggerstone. One more great name suggestion for Cash Stephen McLean. How about Brigham Taysom? A little bit of the old and the new. Absolutely. That's awesome. I, yeah. I like that. Yes. Cash Stephen McLean. <laughs> Dope. That, that, uh, that name's fantastic. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Brady Papinga. We'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 Mountain on BYU TV Digital. BYU softball hosting cross-county rival Utah Valley. You think Mark Matson will be there? I hope so. Mark Pud, the Marks. Bring Kobe and Shaq, Mark. Can the Marks arm wrestle? Go Cougs.